You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello, Habs fans. Welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone Montreal, right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network and a tip of the cap to our sponsors, DraftKings. You'll hear from them a little bit later in the show. Uh, welcome to episode 218 of the Press Zone Montreal. We've got a lot in store for you today, but first, introductions are a must. Uh, I am your host, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. My name is Amy Johnson, and of course, I'm joined every week by my fabulous co-host, who also happens to be our founder and editor-in-chief, and he is Rick Stevens. How are you today, Rick? I'm fine, thanks. Yeah? I'd love to have some banter with you, um, but uh, I was told that we have a busy, busy show. I think you were also no told... No casual talk. I think you were also told that unless you wanted the banter to be... No, we I, don't... No, we don't I need to... No, we don't need to talk about Fantasy football this week. <laughs> Who wants to hear <laughs> that, about that? That I whooped you. No one wants to hear about whooped. that. Nobody. I do. <laughs> well, <laughs> start another podcast then. No, I'm involved with too many as it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but happy to say that uh, in two of our Rocket Sports Leagues, I am 3-0. Oh. I'm not the, wow. one, not the one where I beat you this week. I actually was... That was my first win, so I desperately needed that one. But in our other How two... How many teams do you have? Uh, four. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, in our other two Rocket Sports Fantasy Football Leagues, uh, currently 3-0, and undefeated. Whoa. Loving it. It's going well. Congratulations. Thanks. I'll, um... Have you made any moves, like... Usually I, you stay away from the, the I don't waiver trade. wire. No, 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 no. I don't trade. Waiver wire pickups, yes. Free agent pickups, yes. Um, and that's actually, that helped me in whooping you this week, actually, I because I I picked up a, like Sunday morning, I picked up a kicker and a new defense, and they both did tremendously well. So you, you beat me on the strength of your kicker. That's uh, uh, not solely fine fantasy football playing right there. I think it says more about your team if <laughs> if I beat you on the strength of my kicker. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we have a great show about hockey for you today. Uh, of course, uh, the Habs preseason is officially underway. Uh, we are going to take you through both 
preseason games against the Toronto Maple Leafs, starting with uh, Saturday night's tilt in Toronto and then last night's game in the, at the Bell Centre. Uh, we've got audio coming for you from uh, Coach Ducharme and some of the players. So we've got lots to talk to you about there, as well as an injury update. And we'll bring you up to speed on who's been cut from training camp so far. And then in our second segment uh, around the AHL, uh, we've got some AHL and OHL news for you uh, because those seasons are getting underway. And so we've got some information for you there as well as uh, some news about our new contributors and uh, a preview of what we've got coming up this week before we send you on your way to get uh, to get back to some more hockey. Sounds like a great show. It does. Uh, so let's start. Uh, let's talk about Saturday night. It was, uh, you know, first game uh, against Toronto since the Habs unceremoniously booted them out of the playoffs uh, after Toronto had blown a three-game lead in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, this was the first preseason game of the year, uh, kicking off the NHL's schedule. So pretty much all eyes on. And of course, fans were back in the building uh, in Toronto as well. Our own Ben Dankyu actually was one of the lone Hab sweaters in a sea of blue and and he's going to have uh, uh, coming up later this week at allhabs.net his his uh, episode of Habs Fan Forum uh, will actually be a little montage of his experience uh, in Toronto on Saturday night. So watch out for that. Um, but alas, Rick, it didn't uh, it didn't go so well <laughs> for the Canadians. Um, they uh, well, let's just say it rather shortly. They lost. Uh huh. And uh, it, it, there wasn't a whole lot happening. There wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, have to say Caden Primo looked a little shaky uh, for the first half of the game that he was in. He split duties with Michael McNiven. Um, Primo, I did not think, looked exceptionally confident. Um, and there were times that he didn't even look like he knew where the puck was. He was not tracking very well. Uh, McNiven, for his part, actually uh, looked pretty locked in, uh, except for one gigantic gaffe <laughs> where he got very aggressive came out to intercept the puck and it ended up in the back of his net um which uh definitely would want back <laughs> but aside from aside from that mistake uh he actually looked pretty locked in so um unless your name is carrie price stay in stay, your crease stay in your crease uh, because we had an issue <laughs> last night as well Yes, that is true. That is true. Um, so, yeah, I think Carrie still has a lot of um, hands. And we, when I, I'm using the collective goaltender union, uh, we there. I see. Uh, yeah. Are you a card carrying member? <laughs> it's it <laughs> elapsed a while ago. Really? But, yeah. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can get that renewed for you. Still get the magazines. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's. Uh, I'm not even going down that rabbit hole. Um, after the game on Saturday night, it was uh, it was pretty clear that uh, guys were, you know, the one thing that's carried over from rookie camp is the competitiveness of this training camp. And there are guys, uh, we talked about this extensively when I had the opportunity to, to guest host uh, the Canadians Connection podcast with you on Saturday. We talked extensively about the fact that there are roster spots that guys are competing for. Um, this is it. You know, the roster is far from set, set in stone, um, particularly on the back end. And um, Alexander Romanov was um, was pretty straightforward when uh, when asked on Saturday what uh, what he thought of the 
first game after the preseason? Team tried to to win. Like, I don't want to talk about my, myself. Like uh, I want to talk about team. So we tried to play a good game, but but today it's not our day. It's not our day. Not our day. Um, he he went on to say there was nothing good no, today. Nothing good. Uh, that was his uh, assessment, and and um, who can argue with with him there? Because it it was not a a strong game for um, for the Canadians. You know, the second period um, it took until the last minute and a half before they got a shot on on goal. Um, there was. Um, a three on O um, with the top yeah. line uh, and failed to get a shot on goal. Mm-hmm. If you can believe that um, it was, it was uh, really a pitiful display. And, and, you know, I, I saw the, uh, the comments, there was a lot of Habs fans saying, oh, doesn't matter uh, because the preseason doesn't count. Um, equal number of Habs fans saying, listen, uh, the, the, um, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs had their full NHL roster against mostly a, an no, AHL, didn't. ECHL roster. <laughs> yeah, neither one of those comments are, are particularly true. Um, no. So that both teams sprinkled, uh, you know, uh, some some uh, uh, regulars uh, in with the 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 folks that are are there for an evaluation. Um, the 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 Canadians just just didn't have it, and uh, you know, no excuses. Uh, it wasn't a mismatch. It wasn't anything like that at all. Um, Montreal just didn't play well. No, and and listen, it, as far as as uh, the talent in the lineup, Canadians had their top line. What will be their top line exactly. intact? Had their their top defenseman or the the defenseman who has is uh, assuming that role as the top defenseman this year so right. um it, it wasn't it wasn't a good effort all around no uh, it wasn't a good group collective effort um but there were individuals who did have have good aspects of their game unfortunately dominic ducharme couldn't quite recall any of those when asked uh, said that no one really impressed him, which I was a little disappointed to hear him say that. Um, one of the guys who he's tapping as a young leader this year is Nick Suzuki. Um, and, and uh, you know, Nick Suzuki's a young guy. It's it's going to take him a bit to grow into his leadership role. But I, I appreciated this response from him about uh, how that game went because, you know, he kicks things off with a little bit of levity and then and then gets into some actual uh, solid self-analysis and, and team analysis of their performance. Yeah, um, it looked like we flew in this afternoon and played our first preseason game. <laughs> um, I thought our third was really good. We've put a lot of pressure on them, just kind of getting our legs underneath us. Um, yeah, but uh, trying to clean those mistakes up. Um, but yeah, like I said, I liked our third and uh, gave them pushback. And of course, the Canadians did fly in to Toronto that afternoon. Mm-hmm. It doesn't uh, doesn't happen very often, uh, where you skate uh, in in Montreal in the morning. You you uh, take the flight in the afternoon and then play that night. Um, but I mean, they are they are professionals. <laughs> professionals. They have had the the summer off, so um, it's uh, he he was making uh, light of it, as you right. said. Um, yeah, his line, um, didn't connect until, uh, 
late, late in the the, the uh, third period, and it was uh, Tyler Toffoli that got the Canadians' only goal. Now, we mentioned that uh, Caden Primo maybe didn't look as uh, great as some people were hoping. Um, Caden Primo, if there's one thing uh, that I wish someone would work on him with, it's his interview skills. Um, Caden Primo is is not a great uh press conference interview um and uh so he you know he had some very short answers about uh you know i thought some of it was good i thought the play was a little sloppy at times uh you know just good to get it under good to get that game under your belt and and move on kind of canned types of things but then someone asked him uh, well what is it that you did in the off season to get yourself ready for this training camp and 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 improve yourself and and here was his kind of collective answer just that, um, you know, reading the puck more um, and understanding plays. Um, that was the biggest thing. Is there any prep you did there looking at videos or something like that or just training? Yeah, just uh, a bunch uh, looking at video, uh, talking to people, trying to understand the game some more. So uh, I think he's correct that uh, something he really needs to improve on is is reading the play and mm-hmm. and and interpreting how it it's uh, going to play out. Um, needs uh, work with uh, tracking the puck. Um, I don't know if if talking to people is is if 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 more work at, you know exercises and there are goaltending exercises that will help you with that. Uh, more than just watching video and talking to people if he needed to be doing that um, because it it wasn't uh, he, he as as we said it wasn't very strong in uh, in his first game uh, those those skills that he talked about improving over the summer no I, I will be curious to see how he looks uh, the next time he he plays um, if perhaps the Canadians can put together a better effort in front of him Um It'll be interesting to see if if the shaky play that he had in this first game carries over if if the rest of the team plays well in front of him or if if he's able to step up a bit uh, after he's gotten that first game out of the way. So and listen, uh, this this isn't uh, new. Um, no. last year he he didn't look very good when uh, given the opportunity. Um, uh, a few opportunities, um, and uh, he was he was he had a strong record in the AHL. He had a really strong team in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's best for him to to get back to the AHL, have a, a full season, a full slate of games. Last year was was quite shortened, um, and uh, and maybe another season after that. Uh, he he needs to to to. Uh, pile up the games. Um, we, we remember Stefan Waite talking about, oh, maybe 150 games in the AHL uh, is what he'd like to, to see uh, for young goaltenders. Um, Caden Primo, nowhere near that just yet. Um, so he, he needs to, to work on those things in the A. And I think um, there's been so much, uh, he, he's, he's had so much praise and it's it's assumed that he is the uh, heir apparent, the goalie in waiting. Um, he he needs to stop reading those kinds of press clippings and and have a bit of humility and and focus uh, on the work that he needs to do. Otherwise, uh, there's the assumption that he's going to get the lion's share of the work in um, uh, in, in Laval this year. Um, 
Michael McNiven, um, I don't think Michael McNiven is ready to turn over that net just yet. Mm-mm. He's he's uh, he's looked good in training camp so far. Absolutely. So I think that will, uh, not saying that there's necessarily a goaltending controversy going on in Montreal, but I think that will be a very interesting aspect to watch as training camp progresses and, uh, and Laval's season begins as well. Uh, just want to circle back to to Romanoff one more time uh just again kind of like Suzuki answered a question with a bit of levity and and then and then turns his answer more serious and 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 team related uh, Romanoff did the same thing when he was asked a question uh about what side he prefers to play on you know it's it's been it's it's Ducharme was pretty emphatic uh before training camp saying that Romanoff was going to play on his natural side this season, which is, which is a good thing. Someone asked him if that's, if that's important to him. And, and in, in true Romanoff fashion, he, he managed to get a respond in a way that uh, of course, kind of lightened up the mood a little bit, but then made a very kind of direct answer after that, which I thought was interesting. I don't care about uh, which side I will play, but, I can play left or right, or forward goalie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just to try to help my team. Yeah, he just tries to help, and that was the second comment about being a team guy mm-hmm. uh, that he mentioned. Uh, because earlier uh, he said, uh, "I don't want to talk about myself. I want to talk about my team." Um, there, that's his focus is on being a good team guy, and uh, and and that's a positive. And I. One uh, part of the reason why I wanted that clip to be heard is I want people to remember that, that in both of those clips, I don't want to talk about myself. I want to talk about the team or I don't really care which side I play on or if I have to play forward or goalie or whatever. I just want to help my team because remember, this is the young man who in the playoffs had difficulty getting into the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a young man who, you know, so I don't, I, I want people to remember that Alexander Romanov wants to do whatever is best for the team and, and whatever's best for the team might not be the best thing for him, but he's very team oriented. Um, and, and for a young man to be that focused on being a team player, I think it's an important thing to point out and probably something because he doesn't do a lot of, of press, uh, because of a bit of a language barrier, um, that perhaps he doesn't get enough credit for. Um, and I just, I was impressed with the way he handled himself, uh, on Saturday night. Uh, Yoel Armia met with media for the first time yesterday after practice, uh, after a morning skate, um, had a, you know, had some, some pretty basic things to say, but the one thing that caused my ears to perk up, of course, was when someone asked him about, uh, newly signed defenseman, Sammy Niku. Uh, and this is what Armia had to say about that. Yeah, I'm not sure if we were in Winnipeg for one year or two years. Can't remember, but yeah, I I knew him. I, I really like him. He's a good kid. Can skate well. He's skilled. Really good offensively. So like him. Now that's like him. That, that's that's a book uh, when it comes to Yol Armia. Right. Yol Armia has a. <laughs> Uh, uh, and and he's given uh, the guide to uh, the Finnish players in Montreal. Uh, if you don't give long answers, then they don't ask you back. Um, they don't ask to talk to you. And and uh, 
so that for him to be that expressive, uh, that Sammy Niku is uh, offensive, he skates well, has good skills. Uh, that's uh, that's cons- that's a considerable uh, evaluation right there. Like him, mm-hmm. just like him. <laughs> uh, and yes, a great endorsement for Sammy Niku. I'm excited to see uh, what Sammy Niku can do. Uh, I think uh, he was. We talked about this a bit uh, on Saturday. I think that he was just in a in a at a crossroads with Winnipeg. It was time for a new environment. I'd like to see uh, what a change of scenery will will do for this young man who a, f- a handful of years ago was uh, AHL's best defenseman, uh, made the all-rookie team, made the AHL first team all-star. Um, just, uh, he's got a lot of, he's got a high ceiling and I'm, and I'm very, very, very anxious to see uh, what he can do in a new location. Uh, the... Whereas Yoel Armia is typically pretty sparse with his uh, replies, um, we had an opportunity for the first time to uh, meet in the media with Chris Weidman yesterday, uh, and he is not <laughs> sparse with his words. Um, but I, I was actually there were there were a number of quotes. Um, that I, that we could have focused on. He uh, he actually had a very interesting presser. Uh, he talked about uh, his time in Russia last year, uh, what a great life experience it was, getting out of your comfort zone. Uh, he led he led defensemen in, in scoring in, in the KHL last year. Remember, uh, there was there was a, a very public situation that occurred in Ottawa, um, kind of left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. Um, he talked about that. He was asked about it. He said, you know, he he's learned from it. He's grown from it. Uh, he he feels that it's a it was a good life lesson that will help him be a better husband and better father. Uh, he had a number of things to say, um, but we're just going to focus on a, on a on a couple of them. First and foremost is what can Chris Weidman bring to the Habs lineup? Well, he had a he had a very uh, direct answer for that. Um, I think if you look at the the way the roster's built. Uh... A lot of uh, really skilled forwards. Um, I think I can uh, bring the ability to move the puck up to them quickly and and get the puck into their hands and uh, let them do what they do best. And he's right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we saw in um, in Monday night's game that he was uh, there to quarterback the power play. Um, he's he's not um, you know he's not going to be physical. Um, but he's uh, in his own end, but he he has a very good stick, and we saw that a couple of times. And and um, you know he was paired on the third pairing with uh, Corey Schooneman. Corey Schooneman had a pretty good season last year in in Laval, but did. Uh, did not have a good game last night. Uh, but Chris Weidman um, made up for uh, a number of those mistakes, uh, and then you know smartly moved the puck. Um, to those forwards. So I, I thought it was a, a good first game, a good first showing for Chris Weideman. Absolutely. He spoke multiple times about, you know, this, this opportunity and this camp gives him a new lease on life that, uh, you know, it's, he's very excited. And I really particularly enjoyed this next clip um, because he starts by talking about, um, you know, basically what are the challenges for him coming into this camp and trying to, trying to make an impact and be noticeable and, and present his identity as a player. But then beyond that, uh, which he has an interesting answer for, and then beyond that goes into talking about 
why he is embracing this opportunity with the Montreal Canadiens so much. I mean, I, I've I've come into the NHL training camps in just about every position. Uh, I've been the guy that comes in and sits in his locker from last year. I've been the guy that comes in with absolutely no chance of making the team. And, uh, you know, I, I've been in this position before. So, um, you know, I can draw on past experiences. But, um, you know, at the same time, I'm 31 years old. This is an absolute dream come true for me. I'm playing for one of the best organizations in all sports. I mean, you put the jersey on yesterday at the Bell Center and, and you know, it's an inter-squad game and you, and you still get the chills. So um, I'm just, you know, really trying to uh, show my best every day, but to uh, also enjoy it. Well, he's making the best of wherever he wherever he is. And he did that mm -hmm. last year uh, in the KHL, as you said, uh, leading scorer there. Um, just a sidebar, uh, the leaders in the KHL, I happened to look uh, yesterday, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, tied for third in, uh, in scoring in the, in the KHL. Uh, after 11 games, nine, nine goals, five assists, 14 points is Daniel Adet. Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought it was uh, quite nice. Go Dan Adet. Exactly. Uh, but back to Corey Weidman, um, uh, Chris Weidman. Um, not, not, that was Corey. He was paired, Corey paired with Corey, Corey Schooneman. Uh, Chris Weidman. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I he he understands the the the, the situation that he's in, and he's he's embracing it. Mm -hmm. um, Don Descharmes was asked, um, and uh, the the reporter was trying to make a parallel uh, with uh, Matthias Norlander coming in, having to play uh, in a smaller rank, and Dom Descharmes correctly said for Chris Weidman, I mean, there's no. You can't compare that. He no. was one year in the KHL. Uh, he's played most of his um, uh, career on a smaller ice, and he's older and and much more experienced. So he can, you know, it takes him no time at all to uh, make that transition. And we saw last night. He, he I thought he was uh, one of the better defensemen. And I, I just really liked the, um, the honesty in that answer that he's talked. You know, saying, "Listen, you know." <laughs> I've come into training camps being the veteran, being the guy who doesn't have a shot in anything to make the team or or a situation like this where I I have I'm going to try to to get my foot in the door. Um and I just really liked the the natural way he responded about, you know, even though he's he is as old as he is, uh, got chills suiting up for the first time at the Bell Center just for an intra-squad squad game. Um so I I think um his his attitude is certainly refreshing, as you said. He was one of the better players in Monday night's game uh, on the back end. So I'm 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 really uh, looking forward to seeing what else he has to bring. Um, the one other comment of his that I did want to uh, want us to listen to, um, he has prior experience being coached by Luke Richardson. And so when asked about what kind of a coach Luke Richardson is and, and the impact that he had on Weidman in prior years, uh, this is how Chris responded. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, you know, one of the pro coaches that I've had that I've, uh, you know, had a, a great personal relationship with. Um, I think especially, you know, early in my career, first couple of years pro, um, he's a guy that, you know, played obviously uh, a long time in the NHL, but the way, the way he carries himself off the ice 
um, you know, someone that you can kind of model uh, your life after. He's a, he's a good man and uh, he takes his work very seriously. You remember that it was Ben Sherratt saying that Luke Richardson is the kind of guy you'd go through a wall for. Mm -hmm. uh, when he took over behind the bench, Dom Ducharme uh, sidelined with COVID during the playoffs. Uh, Richardson did a great job during the playoffs and and uh, uh, has uh, the the respect of all of his defensemen. Absolutely, and it's just it's great to hear another new face coming into the into the locker room who's had experience with Richardson before, just echoing those statements and adding to the laundry list of compliments uh, of Luke Richardson's coaching abilities. So um, it's, it's tremendous that the Habs do have uh, his, his calming presence behind the bench. Uh, now, last but not least in terms of uh, audio um, is actually, let me, let me, let me say something before we get, to this last clip, and it's one by Dominic Ducharme. The one thing we noticed last night, Rick, and, and I guess we can talk a bit about the, the Monday night game in the Bell Center. Uh, there were 7,500 fans there. Uh, they were certainly enjoying themselves. The Habs put on quite a show for them, uh, certainly turned things around from Saturday night. Uh, they were, the scoring prowess was there. It was a very heavy special teams affair, uh, and, and the power play was certainly clicking. Uh, Josh Anderson seemingly picking up right where he left off. Christian Dvorak making a, an instant impact. Um, Caden Gooley looking not out of place whatsoever, uh, having a very strong game for for that young man on the back end. Um, and Michael Pizzetta even having a, a pretty special night, uh, scoring a couple of goals. And and actually, if if pucks had moved, you know, maybe an inch in a in a different direction, could have had a hat trick last night. So, uh, Rick, your assessment of of last night's game compared to Saturday's? Terrific de debut uh, from Christian Dvorak. Uh, four points, three points for Josh Anderson. Um, that uh, I, I like uh, Yoel Armia. He's he's been the most consistent forward in camp. Um, Caden Gooley, as you mentioned, um, he led all uh, Montreal skaters uh, with almost 24 minutes in ice time. Uh, he was blocking shots. He was physical. Uh, four hits. Um, he he was uh, great on the penalty kill, which which was perfect uh, on the night. Um, Caden Gooley is um, uh, he's making a case. He is. Uh, he's likely to get sent back to Prince Albert, but he is making a strong case. Um, I I I loved Jan Mishak last night. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Meshack played almost 17 minutes, had an assist on, on Pizzetta's goal. Pizzetta was, was fun <laughs> he was. last night. Um, two goals, but he also led, um, all, all, all the Canadians in, uh, shots on goal. He led all Canadians in hits. Uh, he had a tremendous game, he really uh, did. and, and deserved, uh, uh, the accolades that he got afterwards. And I noticed a, a lot of uh, our uh, uh, fans on uh, uh, the, our Facebook page saying, who's this Michael Pazetta guy <laughs> and why have I never seen him before? Well, follow our Laval coverage, exactly. you would know all about him. <laughs> um, so it was a, a solid night for um, uh, the Canadians on special teams, uh, both uh, power play and penalty kill. Mm -hmm. Not so much five on five. Mm -mm. Once again, what's similar to Saturday's game is the Leafs dominated at five on five. They did that again 
last night. Um, uh, Jake Allen was uh, was very good. Uh, Kevin Poulin was not. He got beat on uh, his very first shot and uh, was fortunately uh, saved by an offside uh, review. Uh, and then the the mishap, um, the, the real mishap, the giveaway, uh, trying to handle the puck. Uh, he looked pretty shaky. Um, so it, it was uh, a mixed bag, lots of good, um, but there's still lots to work on. Absolutely. But the one thing that was undeniable, the fans seemed to have a blast. Uh, they were they were certainly, you could hear the Olay chants, they were singing, they, you know, it was, it was a... A lot of a lot of the media members were commenting on how great it was just to you know for for a preseason game to be back in the building, and uh, Dominic Ducharme yesterday. Someone asked him. It was it was a couple of days ago, after practice. I want to say or no, it was. I'm sorry. It was after the red white scrimmage on Sunday. Uh, there was just a massive pileup of fans waiting outside of the parking garage, wanting to cheer on uh, the players as they left after the red-white scrimmage, uh, hoping to get a glimpse of their favorite players and so on and so forth. And and this was something, I mean, obviously with all of the COVID restrictions during the playoffs, uh, most nights there were more fans surrounding the Bell Center than there were inside the Bell Center. Uh, and so someone asked Dominic Ducharme if, if he if he had noticed uh, all of the fans that were waiting outside of the garage after the scrimmage on Sunday. Um, and <laughs> I actually I actually felt badly for him when he first answered this question, but then actually goes on to talk about just how much the fans have meant to the team in recent months. By the time I left, there was only two left, so <laughs> I didn't feel the passion, but <laughs> it was, uh, no, it's, it's, it's always nice. And we know about, we, we know about that, I mean, some nights in the playoff, we got stuck in the uh, garage for an hour and a half or two hours. So we know that, and play- players they, they appreciate that a lot. Uh, even uh, I got a story from Paul that uh, you know after game uh, six against Vegas, uh, the guys wanted to see people outside, so uh, they almost brought them up to uh, to the roof to look down. But it was impossible, so they found a way. So the players wanted to feel that because they didn't have that feel that much in the building because of the number of fans. So the guys went uh, went up, and they appreciate that. They they like the support. They they feel that energy and passion, and that's something that uh, you know we're look really looking forward to playing in front of a full building and having that uh, energy brought to our team. Canadians won't play in front of a, a full building until they go on the road. Um, but as we know, there's lots of Canadians fans, uh, <laughs> uh, coast to coast to coast. Uh, and, uh, and they will uh, see a full building when they go on the road. But at the Bell Centre, uh, about one-third capacity uh, for the season, unless that uh, changes. Uh, but still, that that is is uh, going to make a difference. And and we this is kind of a common thread that we've heard uh, from um, coaching staff, from playing 
from players around the league that uh, this this is this is what it's supposed to be about. This is what hockey is supposed to be about. Played in front of fans and the energy that the players get from them, um, it's uh, it's impossible to replicate when they're not there. Absolutely, we remember from the playoffs there was that one night, and perhaps it might even be the same night that that he referenced there, where there was video uh, after the game of of the players out on the the bridgeway, the overhead pedestrian walkway. Uh, coming out, Cole Caulfield and and Yasperi Kakinami coming out to to look down and and see the crowd. Um, but unfortunately for Ducharme on Sunday, there were only about two fans left when he when he left. Well, the credit crowd. to those two fans <laughs> for waiting that long. <laughs> that's true. Oh my goodness gracious! But uh, no, it's 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 great to see fans back in the building. Well, we said our our own Ben Danke was in Toronto's building on Saturday night. Our one of our newer contri- contributors, Maria Boabdo, was in the Bell Center uh, last night. She, although she has dual fan affiliation, she's a Habs and a Leafs fan. To her credit, she wore a, a Habs jersey last night and got to see a win. So great to see fans uh, coming back to see hockey. Uh, players they won't be seeing, though, for a little bit. Let's just do a quick injury update here, Rick. Um, the one that we talked about this on the Canadians Connection on Saturday, but in case anyone has not heard this, uh, unexpectedly, Mike Hoffman, uh, failed his medical last week. Turns out the he's going to be out for about a month, um, and this this is a big setback. Uh, opens, of course, a, a door and a window of opportunity for perhaps a youngster to to step in and fill some shoes for a little while. But certainly wasn't something that Dominic Ducharme was anticipating having to contend with uh, for when formulating his his lineups at the beginning of the season. Uh, in addition to that, uh, Cole Caulfield took the warm-up for the red-white scrimmage on Sunday uh, and then promptly left, uh, was pulled off the ice, and did not play in the intra-squad scrimmage. Dominic Ducharme confirming yesterday uh, that he has an upper body injury and projected right now to miss about a week. So um, I think, Rick, I think we heard the collective province take a <gasps> deep gasping breath when that news came out. It was just such an odd um, injury. He he just uh, uh, during the warm up took a shot at the goal, made the turn as he's done thousands of times before. Uh, lost his footing, went down, and and it wasn't even that uh, that hard. He wasn't even he wasn't going quickly. It, it was um, maybe awkward, but maybe. Uh, he looked fine and and but uh, listed as a an upper body injury um, and uh, is expected to be out just a week. Uh, Joel Edmondson uh, should be getting back into the lineup soon. He started training camp day to day and was skating on his own, but has uh, started skating. Uh, it should be, should be back at practice uh, by the middle of this week uh, or so. And uh, Brendan Gallagher was absent from camp at the very beginning due to uh, family reasons. He has now rejoined everyone. He's back skating again. In fact, today uh, he took Cole Caulfield's spot on the top line with Caulfield out. So it was Toffoli Suzuki Gallagher on the top line of practice today. Uh, and he certainly is is looking forward to uh, getting in the lineup, which Dominic Ducharme says uh, probably either Friday or Saturday's game is when uh, fans can expect to see Brendan Gallagher for the first time. 
Uh, one more note before we head to our first commercial break. Uh, there have been four players cut from camp so far. Uh, we know that Dominic Ducharme said it was probably going to be uh, four preseason games before he made major cuts, but there have been a, a few that have trickled through. Uh, the most recent today, uh, news that Daniil Sobolev uh, was cut from camp. He'll return to the Windsor Spitfires. Uh, prior to that, uh, Joe Verbetic. Joshua Waugh and Xavier Simoneau were all cut. Verbetic, of course, uh, seventh-round draft pick this past summer. He'll head back to the North Bay Battalion in the OHL. Uh, Joshua Waugh, actually, Rick, uh, did a certainly got people's attention during the rookie tra- rookie camp, uh, and actually didn't have a, a too bad of a of a of a start on on Saturday as well. But it was certainly time for him to go to go back as well. Uh, and then Simino was the other one. So those are your first four camp cuts. Uh, more will be coming, don't you worry, but we'll keep an eye on those, of course. And all of them back to their, all of them expected, all of them back to their junior teams. Uh, you know, it's not that they did anything wrong. They no. they each in their own way had a, a solid showing and, and got the experience uh, in both the rookie camp and the main training camp that they'll take with them now for their uh, upcoming junior year. Absolutely. We are going to take one quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor, uh, DraftKings, who has a a great offer for you if you're a new user that you don't want to miss. You're going to hear from them in a moment. And then when we come back, we're going to go around the AHL and bring you some AHL preseason news, as well as the best ways for you to watch uh, Ontario Hockey League junior hockey and a little bit about joining the Rocket Sports team. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Week three of football, it's in the books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So to kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. So listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game this week to receive $150 in free bets instantly. Now, if Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Thanks so much again for being here with us. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, still joined by my wonderful co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, Don't forget that you can find us on Twitter, two places that you want to make sure that you're following, at the AHL Report 
Uh, that way you get all of our game recaps and uh, featured content and press releases and all the news related to your favorite team, uh, whether it's the Laval Rocket or the Lehigh Valley Phantoms or general AHL news. And then, of course, you want to be sure uh, to be following this podcast at The Press Zone. Uh, and uh, we certainly would love for you to be following along there. Uh, and we do actually have some AHL news to bring you. Uh, both of these news items that we're going to mention, we, you can actually read them in greater detail uh, over at AHLReport.com. We've got articles out on both of these items, but just wanted to give you kind of the, the highlights of them. The first and foremost is that the AHL released their preseason schedule. And believe it or not, um, it starts in a week, Rick. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's howdy. <laughs> it is here. That's right. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, uh, four games in the preseason league-wide uh, actually won't be open to the public. Um, and uh, there's, uh, a, well, even the Laval Rocket and the Toronto, Toronto Marlies, when they face off against each other, uh, it's going to be in neutral territory. They're going to be playing each other at CAA Arena in Belleville, kind of as the the stopover meeting point for both teams as they come in to play the Senators. So, so Rick, believe it or not, uh, things are getting started in just about a week for the AHL. And regular season for the AHL starting on the 15th of October. So that's not far away either. It is not. Uh, if you're a Lehigh Valley Phantoms fan, you're going to get to see your team in action on the first night of preseason. They'll be playing at Wilkes-Barre Scranton to face the Penguins on Wednesday, October 6th. Uh, for the Laval Rocket fans, you're going to need to wait a couple more days till next Friday, October 8th, uh, when you will see Laval take on Belleville uh, at the Senators Arena. So, The cool. All-Star game this year. Supposed uh, to be at Laval. <laughs> in, in Laval. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the weekend, uh, February 6th and 7th, if you're making plans. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's all starting. It is all starting. There's 29 games altogether on the AHL's preseason schedule. If you want the full schedule and additional details, again, head over to AHLReport.com for all of that information. Uh, in addition, you can also find an article over there uh, about the OHL's broadcast schedule. Uh, they put out full details, Rick, uh, this past uh, week about their plans to broadcast more than 600 games during the 21-22 season, uh, including some preseason matchups. Um, there's there's really a lot of different ways for, for OHL fans to watch um, depending on what market they're in, if they live in Ontario. But Rick, there's a new service uh, this year, CHL Wide, that's a great new option, right? Uh, the CHL streaming services is, is an upgraded uh, service. And that's uh, in addition to, uh, as you said, uh, just um, uh, through Rogers TV or your local uh, TV, uh, adding that on to mm -hmm. your uh, a sports package onto your cable subscription. So uh, if you're a, a CHL fan, an OHL fan, there's lots of ways to uh, see the prospects in action. It's really great. Um, we even, we talked about this uh, in our team our Rocket Sports team slack about, you know, how it's it's taken the AHL a few years to really start to invest in in upgrading the streaming service capabilities. And it's uh, it still has a ways to go, but but it's much improved over what it was a couple of years ago. Uh, C8, it's great to see the CHL now starting to make advancements as well as as these leagues realize what a what a great return on investment it is to get uh, fans engaged who necessarily aren't local 
uh, to those teams and leagues and uh, can really reach uh, an audience far and wide. So very good to see. While you're over there at the AHL Report, check out one of our latest articles, uh, which is introducing you to our three newest contributors at Rocket Sports. You've got Maria Boabdo, uh, Cole Yurzenik, and uh, Michael Spinella. And uh, now Cole's work you'll mostly be finding over on allhabs.net. Uh, with, uh, he'll be helping uh, Rick out a, a bunch over there. Uh, Maria and Michael, of course, uh, will be helping out at the AHL report with uh, some press releases. Uh, Michael actually does uh, assistance with technical editing for all three of our podcasts, uh, which a big thank you to him for that. Uh, and Rick, it's a, it's a great way. The article's a great way to get to know all three of them, what their background is, what they like to do, who they are, um, and some fun photos as well. Great ads to our team, our growing team, and uh, uh, there's been uh, a, a real push to, to provide more coverage for you uh, on, for all of the teams that we cover, and, uh, and we're meeting that need, and, uh, and as well, our, our uh, growing podcast listenership. Absolutely. So if you would like to get in on the AHL report team uh, before the AHL season really gets underway, time is running short, but we would still love to hear from you. So just head over to the AHL report uh, website and uh, find the join our team tab. It's at the very bottom of the page in the footer. You just click the join our team tab and uh, send us the information that's requested. And we'll be glad to get in touch with you. And we'd love to have you join the team as well. Rick, that is all the time that we have for today. Uh, we've got a lot of hockey to cover. We certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, NHL preseason games almost every night this week, uh, whether it's uh, for the Flyers or for the Canadians. And so we've, uh, we'll, we're have we going to be out watching all of your favorite prospects. And, uh, of course, uh, Rick, it's uh, it's it's. It's crazy busy. I think our heads are spinning at the moment, but it's uh, it's fun to be back in the swing of things. Lots of fun. And if if you want a preview of the 2021-22 uh, season, whether you're a Flyers fan, whether you're a Canadians fan, whether you're a fan of any other team uh, who's listening to our podcast, uh, go to allhabs.net. I know Flyers fans, just this one time. Go to allhabs.net, <laughs> and there's a division-by-division t- uh, preview mm-hmm. uh, for each team and uh, the projections uh, of our Rocket Sports team uh, that, that they've put together uh, and uh, the analysis that they've done. So uh, that's that's for everybody. Absolutely. Um the uh, it'll it'll kick off with the Atlantic Division, but uh, those uh, divisions will roll out every couple of days. Um, and yours truly uh, did the write up on my season predictions for the Flyers, so you'll want to check that out as well. Um, and that's a good point. So yes, head over to allhabs.net uh, to check out that series. Uh, kudos to our our own Mike Rashel for uh, coordinating and and getting all of that together uh, and putting it together. It's a big project. And with that, we are going to send you all on your merry way to enjoy some preseason hockey, uh, more preseason hockey. The competition is going to really ramp up this week. So uh, we will be excited to meet you back here again next Tuesday uh, to break it all down right here on the Press Zone at Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of the Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.